Hello, my sexy listener. Yeah, you. I'm talking to you. Now, here's the thing. I love that you're here listening to my podcast, but I actually moved to a new channel. Uh, It's complicated and I won't really get into it, but I chose not to use Anchor as my host anymore. And I am using a new host. There are more episodes on the new channel. You can search for Confidential Chaos um, wherever you listen and it'll be there. So don't listen to this one. Well, you can listen to this one, but I'm going to delete it soon. So just make sure you're subscribed to the new channel so you can see all the updated episodes. There um, are almost 20. So make sure you subscribe to the new channel. And you can listen here if you'd like, but it won't always be here. All of the episodes on this channel are on the new channel. And how many times can I say channel? In one minute. All right. Go subscribe. You can also go, excuse me, you can also find the link to the new channel in the description of this podcast. All right. I will see you there. Welcome back to another episode of Confidential Chaos. Boop, 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 boop. It is episode number 10. Holy crap, NJ has done 10 podcasts. Can't believe it. Um, this week, first of all, first of all, if you're not subscribed, please subscribe. Don't, don't, I, I ask every 10, for 10 episodes, I've been asking you to subscribe. So don't make me ask again. Okay, don't, don't be an ice queen. Don't be a virgin bitch. Please subscribe. Um, also, if you're feeling extra generous, I would really appreciate a rating and a review. Uh, means I'm going to do well. And don't you want me to do well? Um, also, I've been getting a lot of feedback. Fucking appreciate it. I'm not really going to go too long on this intro because I've been fucking sick all weekend. I woke up with a cold Saturday morning and I feel like dog shit. Um, but this week I did an interview with um, Felicity. She's from the UK and she just started a personal training, an online personal training business. And she um, talks a lot about her relationship with food and her relationship with fitness and um, why she wants to help other people. And um, I really had a great chat with her. She is having a fucking blast in Bali, so I'm jealous about that. But um, here's my interview with her. I'm not really going to linger too long on this intro, like I said, because I don't feel good. So pray for me, pray that I feel better. It's just a cold, but you know, I could still use your prayers either way. Follow me on Instagram, Norma Jean CC, or um, if you have any questions or would like to chat about anything that we talked about today on the podcast, you can DM me on Instagram, Norma Jean CC, or write me an email at confidentialchaospod at gmail.com. And here is my chat with Felicity. Dude, how's Bali? Oh my god, it's so fucking hot today. Is it? Like, another level of heat. It's the first day, well, it's been like kind of cloudy, but it's the first day it's been like full blue sky sunshine and fuck, it's so hot. Um, what's, the tem- but, yeah. what's the temperature over there? Like 35. Oh my god. I've never- this isn't, it's, not like, it's not like a hot heat, but it's just the humidity. Mm-hmm. But it's good, it's so much fun. And you guys are training like, oh, by the way, this is already recording, so... <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, we're training like silly amounts. Like, um, I did seven 90 minute sessions last week. 
That's insane. But is I'm that, surprised what, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> what What all are you doing in training? Um, I'm doing like Muay Thai and like um, kickboxing. Mm-hmm. Did some jujitsu. Been doing like normal gym training. It's really hard to like keep up normal gym training here because you're so tired from doing the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to lose any kind of muscle mass, so I just keep trying to go like twice a week if I can. Do you do any um, uh, Muay Thai and stuff when you're at home in the UK, or you just do it when you're in Bali? Never. Well, there's not really a gym near me to do it at home, mm-hmm. um, but I want to try and find one so I can keep doing it because it's so much fun. But I only really started doing it like properly when we came here. So this, uh, how many times have you been to Bali now? This is my second time. And when was the first time you were there? How long ago was that? Last last March it was. Oh, so you're... Like March, April time. So yeah, yeah. But in the past year, like so much stuff has been built here. Like there's like restaurants everywhere. Mm-hmm. And even last year when we were here, there's like a whole road that wasn't even, wasn't even there. Did you know how to... Um, I see you on Instagram on your moped all the time. Did you know, <laughs> did you know how to drive a moped before you got there? The first I had time? no idea. <laughs> Last time, no. The first, the first time, I was like, I tried, but I was so bad. Really? Like, not to the point I couldn't even hold the fucking moped up. Um, <laughs> and then this time, I was like, I'm getting really annoyed that I can't drive myself places, and I'm seeing these kids like on the road driving mopeds, and I'm like, if a kid can do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the first time I got on, my legs were like, mine. I don't know what happened to my knees, but they were like proper swaying around, and I was thinking, hold on why can other people do this and i can't but in the end i got there in the, it took it took about four lessons till i went on the road but it was all right well i was watching you and i was like damn can she fucking drive that thing by herself because that's super badass because i don't think i could drive one of those not at all i'd take me so much work honestly i went down the they call it death valley mm-hmm. but it's just like a really dodgy road mm-hmm. which is like um like blocked paved but they're all like all the stones have like fallen through and stuff mm-hmm. and I drove down there for the first time by myself yesterday and I was like got out the other side and gave myself a high five like you survived <laughs> gave yourself a high five I did it <laughs> literally I was like I messaged my friend and I was like I made the other side she was like oh my god I can't believe you did it by yourself that's kind of cool that um you go to Bali and you kind of try out these things that you don't do at home like riding well, a I mean, moped I, and different I training. I have a car at home. I wouldn't need to ride a moped. Right, right. Like, but here you can't, like, it's so much easier to get, like, to get in a taxi, I reckon would take, like, triple the time to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and it's kind of too dangerous to walk because the cars and, like, the mopeds are just, like, savage. Mm-hmm. How long have the you... The only way I can describe... Sorry, take it. The only one I can describe driving a moped here is like, you remember when you were little and you used to play Mario Kart? Mm-hmm. It's like that. It's like being in a live game of Mario Kart. Oh, okay. Is, is there like traffic? just like driving anywhere. Is there much of um, like traffic regulations or is everyone just like free for all? Everyone's free for all. And I'm pretty sure Holy shit. most of the like, you don't have to have a driving test to work, to drive. You just, because you've got like probably 10, 11 year old kids driving mopeds around. That's crazy. And then do you rent the mopeds? Is that how it works? And is it- it's funny though. Is that what most people do when they travel yeah, there? The mopeds are like, yeah, they're like a pound a day. It's nothing. And like petrol, they sell petrol on the side of the road in like absolute vodka bottles. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like 50p for a tank. 
<laughs> so cheap. So I guess that would be like a dollar for you. So like a dollar a tank and like two dollars a day. In vodka bottles? <laughs> it's like nothing. That's funny. Yeah. Like the first time I got here and I was like, what on earth are they selling in the bottles on the side of the road? And then we stopped and I was like, oh, it's petrol. That's funny. And like, they, they don't have like petrol stations. And also you guys call it petrol and we call it fuel or gas, which really confused me like listening to your oh. stories a while back. I was like, petrol? Because when I think of petrol, I think of oil, not uh, not okay. gas. So I was like, why are they getting oil all the time? <laughs> How funny is it that we use different words for everything though? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like the- garbage and rubbish. Mm-hmm. And you say bin like- instead of trash. Yeah. Or trash can, sidewalk I mean. Sidewalk or pavement. Yeah. You, you, uh, you, wait, you say pavement? We say pavement. Mm-hmm. Oh, you also say the motorway. And so, yeah, and you right? say the freeway? Yeah, we say the freeway. We don't ever say the yeah, mo- motorway. The motorway. Yeah, never say the motorway. I've never said the motorway. We, I'm pretty sure a motorway and a freeway are two different things, though. Wait, what's the difference? Because you can overtake, like, on either side, and you have, like... As, this is as far as I understand. I'm not sure if this is right. But you know when you like go to turn off at a junction or like mm-hmm. you would leave the freeway? Mm-hmm. In England, you'd have like a separate lane for it and that would be the lane. But don't you just go off and then that's where the lane goes? Uh, so like we'd have like another lane as well as to turn off. But like on the motorway, you can only overtake on the right-hand side. Mm-hmm. So you have to go to like the fast lane to overtake. Mm-hmm. Well, so I, I mean, think it works kinda, a bit different, but yeah, it, we well ours is on the left also because you guys drive on the different side of the road, which is funny. Um, was it? <laughs> um, I was watching. Was it Sonny Webster stories? And he when he was in Florida and he kept trying to get into the wrong side of the car in the uh, US. Uh-huh. And then he looked. I like do a, that all the time. <laughs> like when we drive in Europe, I'm like, hold on a second, I go and sit in the passenger side. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Where am I going? <laughs> so funny. And then it's when you get to roundabouts in foreign countries, like you walk, and I'd look to go and cross the road, but I'm looking the wrong way. Mm-hmm. But and then in Bali, it's digest. just a free for all. Everyone's just fucking. In Bali, there's it. not. There's not really. Oh, well, we're men to drive on mm-hmm. the. We're men to drive on the left, mm-hmm. but people just drive anywhere. Like the middle of the road seems to be the good place to drive. Mm-hmm. Um. So you're in Bali right now, traveling, doing your thing, but you're, um, why don't you talk about a little bit where you're from? So I am English. My mum is Dutch, so I'm technically half Dutch, half English, mm-hmm. um, which is why I tan so well. Oh, that makes <laughs> sense. I was wondering that. I was like, that's not even fair. <laughs> yeah. That's why I don't tan like an English person. Uh-huh. Um, you don't. And you have I'm really nice like, teeth. Thanks. Mm-hmm. That's just orthodontic work that's not luck um I'm from like a tiny tiny little town um about 30 miles south of London so like kind of out in the middle of nowhere I basically live where the Winnie the Pooh books were written oh what um so like Pooh Bridge and stuff is like a five minute drive from my house that's crazy which is pretty cool. But yeah, I'm from like nowhere exciting. Well, I just tell people I'm from London though because no one understands where I'm actually from. Um, in the town that, that you're from, is it like um, 
an agriculture town? Like, did, is there a lot of farms and animals, or is it just the middle of nowhere where no one's doing nothing? Mm, it's like a drive-through town. Like, there's kind of a bigger town either side of it, so you just like drive through it to get to places. But it's basically full of restaurants, estate agents, and supermarkets. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing. There is where the bit I live in is like the forest bit. So if you go a bit further out, there is like farms and like loads of horses with stables and stuff. But it's not like yeah, it's not too, like, farmy. I guess the town across from me would be the next, like, farm town. Mm-hmm. Did you um, did you grow up in the same house or just the same town? The same town. We moved across the town when I was probably eight or nine, um, but we've always lived in the same town. So I haven't really lived until I, like, started moving away. I hadn't lived anywhere else other than that town. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, it's weird when you leave because you come back and everyone still does the same thing. yeah. Which which probably is like, what what is that? I mean, how do you even explain that? Because it's probably on some level, like not irritating. I don't know if that's the right word, but you're almost just like, oh, nothing's changed, but I've changed. Or what's that like? A hundred percent. Like it's it's really hard when like. So I first went traveling. When, well, I moved away when I was nineteen. I went to live in Paris, but then I came back and I went traveling when I was twenty, just over the summer, just around Europe. Like it wasn't. A, it was like a two month trip. It wasn't long, but I feel like I came back and people were asking me how my trip was, and I was like, yeah, yeah, it was really cool. I did this, this, and this, but they didn't understand what I'd done because they'd never done it. Mm. Mm-hmm. so it's really hard to like even now no I've gone like I've gone to Australia and gone to Bali and gone to all these other cool places people don't understand what it's like because they've never left that town and you got you kind of grow as a person mm-hmm. so much you like I can't really talk to my friends about traveling because they haven't done it mm-hmm. most- so it kind of sets you like um, it kind of sets you like apart from people as in you're kind of more grown up than them, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And how old are you now? What are you, 24? I'm 24, yeah. Yeah. And then you, so you started traveling when you were um, 19. That's when you. So I, yeah, I graduated and then I got my job at Disneyland just after I graduated and I moved to Paris. So, um, first time I'd ever lived away from home. So gro- growing up in this small town, was that on your mind? Like, what do you guys call high school? Is that what you call high school? Um, yeah, which would be like secondary school. Yeah. Okay. Were Were you like, I need to get out of this town? Or what were you, what were your thoughts? Where was your head at? Not and, really. I, to be fair, I lived like quite like a sheltered life. Like, that sounds really bad. But I kind of came from a place where I was really good at dance and music. So I used to play loads of musical instruments. And what? I, I didn't know that. I kind of had... had yeah, yeah, so I did. I used to play the saxophone, the clarinet, and the violin. Oh, I played um, the violin because I was, I was like talented doing that. I didn't do anything else other than that. So there was people that were like fourteen, fifteen that were going out drinking in the park on like a Friday night. Jeez, and I never went because I was like, I'm doing other things that I enjoy more. So I guess from that point of view, I was always a bit like of an outcast from the group. Like I was really good at dance. So my lunch breaks, I'd go to the dance studio. Like I sound like such a loser when I say it now, Mm -hmm. but I used to feel like safe when I was in the dance studio. Like I'd be able to do my own thing rather than sitting out at lunch when it was people that didn't really understand me. Mm -hmm. Um, So then I guess I went, so when I finished year 11, which is like uh, age 16, I went to college, which is like 16 to 18, but I went to a different college to the school I went to. Um, 
so I was like I want to move I want to not move out but like move away from the friends I kind of had like make new friends I wanted to go to sick form and meet some more people so I went and studied for two years and did musical theatre um and then from there I before I was graduating I was like I want to do this this and this and then I realized I looked at my bank account and I definitely couldn't afford to do that. <laughs> so, so I worked, um, I worked in a hospital. I used to make the sandwiches in a hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, so I worked there for, I had a gap year, mm-hmm. but it turned into like a bit of a gap life as it turned out now. But mm-hmm. um, so I went on a gap year and then I went to uni and did my degree. Um, and then halfway through that, I kind of thought I don't like I don't like England. Like, in the winter, England is so shit. How old are you at this point? What are you, 19? I was 19, yeah. And I was like, the dark mornings, like... Mm -hmm. When it's winter in England, it is light for, like, two hours a day. That's a bit of an exaggeration, Mm -hmm. but... Yeah. I was leaving to close to commute to college, and it was in London. So I was leaving my house at maybe 5.30 a.m., getting to college at 8, finishing at 4 or 5, and then by the time I'd got the train home again... It was like 7 p.m. and I literally had no life. And I was like, I just want to graduate. I want to get out of here. And I had my mind set on working at Disneyland. (laughs) Like, I don't know what it was. But even when, even before I went to college, I was like, I want to work at Disneyland. I want to be a princess. And like, had my mind focused that I was going to work there. Like in in, and, in primary school or secondary school, sorry, or high school. So That's I would have been seventeen. So yeah. which is like which is like college. Yeah, for you, us. and you had your heart set on working at Disneyland. Yeah, I was like, I want to. I don't even know what it was about it, huh. but I just really wanted to work. Like I'd been to all the other parks on holiday, um, so I started going to these Disneyland Paris auditions. <laughs> And I remember, I've got a picture from my first one I went to. Mm-hmm. And I went in a bright blue leotard. Like, I mean, like, turquoise, like, n- that neon blue color. Uh-huh. I went with that pink tights mm-hmm. and a red scrunchie in my hair with this god-awful lipstick on. I, I must think have I've been. seen this picture on your Instagram. Probably. I think, I have like you posted 17. it? I think I did, yeah, yeah a while back. Okay. Um, and... I went in and no, they must have all fucking laughed at me. Like I was a state. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know why I thought someone would employed me looking like that. Uh-huh. Um, so I ended up going to my, the audition that I actually got the job was my 14th audition. Oh my God. You auditioned 14 times. That was how like, I wasn't even Disney crazy. I just, I knew I could get a job. So I was like, I can do it. And there's like, I fucking four. love that. You're like, I'm going to make it happen. I'm like, I'm going to work there. So there's like <laughs> three, there's like three, four, three or four rounds to the audition. And I always used to get to the second or third and then I'd get cut. And it got to the point where the guy knew who I was. Like I used to go in, he'd be like, hi, Felicity. And I used to sit there and think, just give me a job, mate. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. You know how much I want to be there. But oh. <laughs> in the end, I was on holiday with my family in Greece and I kept getting an unknown, like um, an unknown number phone call. Mm-hmm. And I was getting annoyed because I was like, I'm on holiday, just fuck off. Like, I thought it was going to be work or something. Mm-hmm. And in the end, I picked up the phone and the guy was like, hi, my name's Daniel from Disney. And I was like, what? <gasps> what? <laughs> what? And I literally, I cried. I was so excited. Oh I was like, God. I got a job. Um, yes, yeah, so that was when I was nine, 19. Mm-hmm. And then I worked there for, it's like contract. So I had a few like on and off. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so then when I finished that, I kind of went back home and I was like, oh my God, I can't live here. I was like, this is quite a, like, it's quite a hard emotion. Like mm-hmm. you probably know from like moving out and back in and stuff mm-hmm. that I felt like I'd done so much. I couldn't relate to people that were around me anymore. Yeah. So then I was like, how am I going to get out of here now? Yeah. And I was like, what am I going to do next? Just and prob- I ended up working in, there's a, a pub. It's, huh? I said probably just like a priority. There's like priority a, um, shift. a pub in England called Weatherspoons. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Yeah, literally. I was like, okay, I'm going to work there and I'm going to work there to save some money. And then when I've got some money, I'm going to go traveling again. Mm-hmm. So I ended up doing probably nearly a year there but like on and off. And then I went traveling around Europe for them two months. Then I came back and I was like, cool, I'm going to get a proper job. I was like, I'm going to be an adult now. I was like, I feel like I've traveled a bit. I kind of know a bit more about myself. Um, so I got a job in recruitment and like, I feel like recruitment is one of those jobs that everyone seems to have done. What's recruitment? Like recruiting? Um, So like I did banking and finance recruitment. So I'd basically headhunt people out of companies and try and move them to other companies. Okay. Um, it's a shit job. Like, like anyone that's good at it is fine, but you have to be doing it for years and years to get anywhere near making any kind of like good money. So I was on a basic salary, probably was earning less than I was earning at the pub, but I had this image in my head that I was like, I'm going to be successful at recruitment. I'm going to earn loads of money. I'm going to move out and I'm going to do this, this and this. And I think probably about that way. So over... Over that Christmas, I was literally thinking, I don't want to work there anymore. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was literally having a breakdown. I was like, I can't work here. Like, I'm so unhappy. I don't want to commute anymore. I want to be able to get up and go to work and do what I want. So, um, I... my life, oh, like, wait, you hold doing? on. You broke, you um, broke up for a second. You said that you Can were you really upset and that you... Yeah, you're back now. Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it broke out, out white when you said um, that you were crying and didn't want to work there anymore. Yeah. So basically I was like, I can't do this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't belong here. Like, I'm not... I'm as much as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't work another job along with that one because it was such a stressful job. Mm-hmm. I'm commuting. I'm unhappy. Like, what am I doing? So I walked in and I quit. You just walked in one day and quit? I walked in one day and was like, I'm leaving. How old were you? 20. <laughs> You're just like, I can't fucking do this. And they were I, don't, like, right, I, I don't know what came over me. You know when you get those moments when you're mm-hmm. like, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Real plan. I went back to the pub. I was working there again. Mm-hmm. And then me and my friend. how fun would it be to work a season abroad? Mm-hmm. And she was like, what do you mean? I- oh, you're breaking up a little bit. Four months. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Um, four months later, I get. Uh Oh, so then I'm wait back up. To- oh, dang it. You broke up like every two seconds um your friend said how, what would it be like to work abroad and then what'd you say yes we'd gone on this we'd gone on this night out and got quite drunk mm-hmm. and I was like how fun would it be to work abroad mm-hmm. looking at me like what the fuck are you doing mm-hmm. 
um, so then four months later, I got on a flight. <sighs> Literally had one suitcase, a backpack. Didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Mm-hmm. Going where? Visa. Oh, dang it! You keep breaking. Damn it! Ugh. It's like every uh, me, every couple of seconds yeah. you like pop in and out. Thing. I don't want to click off the Wi-Fi. <laughs> if it cut, if it cuts out. Oh, there it cut out just now. I oh, heard well, if it cuts out. One. Wait, wait, wait. Can you still hear me? Yeah. Is that better? Uh, it hasn't cut out yet. Maybe. Let's try this one. Okay. There's like five different Wi-Fi, so I'm just going to keep swapping between okay. them. <laughs> okay, so you are um, deciding to go to Ibiza, Ibiza with no plan? or Literally, okay. no idea. Uh-huh. No idea what I was doing. Did you and, just pick um, a place or did you know, was, was there, did you already have a job? No, I didn't have a job. I literally went with a suitcase. Oh my God. That's <laughs> and insane. no idea. And just I stayed like, in I'm a hotel. I'm just getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, to go and do who knows what. Mm-hmm. And when I first got to Ibiza, I didn't, I was so sheltered. I didn't really understand like that people even did drugs, like people drank, like mm-hmm. no idea, not mm-hmm. a clue. Mm-hmm. And I think, in a way that kind of helped me because I was so innocent when I was going to job interviews. So, so when, when you, I first, so got, wait, wait, when you were um, working at, for Disneyland, you, where were you living? Were you living in like a, a apartment? It's like, um, it's like when you go to uni, like student halls, like oh, they have okay. a big complex for all the staff. So, and no um, one was partying that, there. Not really. Like oh. they go out, but not like, not in that way, but I, to be fair, I used to be so excited that I had a job there. I used to go to work, go to bed really early, so I was up bright and early for work again. <laughs> that is the cutest thing. You're like, I can't wait to go to work again. I know. I was. That was one of those jobs where I'd be like, I'll do an extra day. I want to do an extra day. I uh-huh. still want to work. And uh-huh. now I'm like, fuck off. I don't want to work anywhere. Yeah. Um. So yeah, when I was in Ibiza, but when I got there, I was in a hotel for the first week. And then I was like, shit, I need to find an apartment. So me and a girl who I'd met when we kind of first got there had um like booked an apartment um I couldn't really afford it but I was like it's fine we're winging it we're gonna give it a go Mm -hmm. and um she was (laughs) she was like I'm gonna go home I was like what oh no you're like I couldn't afford it already (laughs) yeah exactly then we got two other girls to move in which was okay but then I was working at a job like um, it's called the Sunset Strip. So I was working at a restaurant just as a waitress and a hostess. So I'd gone from, but to be fair, I was loving life. Like I'd gone from hating a job to just moving somewhere. I didn't know anyone. Like yeah. you were kind of forced to make friends all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the summer finished, well, the season kind of finishes in October. And uh, I went home and I was like, oh my God, I can't live here. I was like, I hate England. Mm-hmm. Like I've just had six months of, not even I could go out wherever I wanted to. Like if I was just going to the shop or to a restaurant, like no one would ever ask where I was going. Um, and I'd kind of got used to that atmosphere where I could just do whatever I wanted for six months. Yeah. So then I came home and I was like, oh, my mom's asking me where I'm going. Like, do you want dinner? I'm like, I don't know. Leave me alone. Oh God, fuck that. When people want to know what you're doing all the time, you're like, it's not even, it's not even, uh, I get it. It's it's not even like, um, or doing anything bad you're just like I'm just out don't fucking worry about it yeah exactly I'm like I get she's my mum and she worries but you know when you haven't had that for so long yeah 
It's I was worst. like, I don't know when I'll be back. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I was like, cool. What do I have to do to leave again? Yeah. So I was back working in that pub. I only used to go back there because it was okay money and they take me back every time. And like, I felt like I was going to job interviews and I felt bad lying that I was going to stay somewhere because I knew I was like, just going to save money and leave. So like when I went to the pub, they'd always be like, oh, how long till you got off traveling again? Oh, okay. So they always kind of, but all the staff there are like students. They'd always come and go. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it got to March again and I was like, cool, I'm doing another season in Ibiza. I had this time when I went there, I already had an apartment. I had a, like a, a better job. Um, so that, that season just kind of was like the saving money season. Mm-hmm. And I, me and my ex-boyfriend broke up during that season. I like the beginning of the season. And I was like, fuck it. I'm booking a flight to Australia. I was like, I want to go to Australia. Mm-hmm. So there's me sitting at the pool one day, booking a flight to Australia, and I was like, Felicity, what are you doing? Oh, God, you're so impulsive. I love it. Um, so then when I, I finished my season, I came back and I competed on the, on the Saturday, I think it was. And then on the Tuesday, I got on my flight to Australia. <laughs> um, and then I did three months there, and then I came back, and then it was the same again. I was like, cool, what do I have to do? to get money to get out of it mm-hmm. so then I went for my third season in Ibiza in April mm-hmm. and this this was this last last year yeah, yeah. The year just gone so I actually ended up leaving that season early mm-hmm. because I was like cool I'm out what do I do now right um but yeah that's kind of where I am that's how I've kind of ended up in Bali because then I got home from this season and I was like started my business and I was like cool I want to do I want to be able to work from anywhere Mm-hmm. And I guess even being in Bali, it's made me work so much more knowing that that's all I have as income, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Because if, if I lose clients or if I don't work one day, people are going to leave mm-hmm. and then I won't be able to afford to be here. So, yeah, I wanted to I, want, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. So um, I was on your website today and... Um, at the end, it says I transformed my I transformed myself. Let let me transform you or help transform you or something like that. Yeah. And um, I thought it'd be cool if you talked a little bit about um, like your transformation with your your own um, like physical and mental health, and then how you want to kind of um, apply that to being a, a personal trainer. So basically I was, I used to be a professional dancer. So that's how I ended up with the Disney thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I went to, when I did my degree, I did it in musical theater and I've always been very in an environment where it was based on your looks rather than your talent. Like that mm-hmm. sounds quite bad, but especially in the, like the dance model industry, it's mm-hmm. not really about how good you are because you can kind of fake it. Sure. Um, so when I graduated, I'd been dancing five days a week, eight hours a day for the past year. When so did my you start body dancing? was in like when I was like five, oh, like when I was little. Holy but, shit. Um, so my body was very used to that kind of exercise and I was like skinny, but like I was one of them kids that was like skinny with an eight pack and that the body that everybody wanted. Mm-hmm. But I was so unhealthy because no one had ever taught me how to eat properly, like how to fuel my body. Like I used to literally eat a Kit Kat and that was it because I was scared of getting fat. 
Mm-hmm. Um, did, sorry, carry on. Did you have? Um, I I'm always curious. Did did you talk about food or anything with your parents growing up, or was it just something you kind of took over yourself and like from what you saw on TV or what you kind what you know what where did your thought process come from around food mm, I never never spoke about it with my parents but my mom's very like she'll cook like fresh food every day like I'd always go home and there would be a fresh dinner on the table like it was never mm-hmm. it was never a takeaway it was never a ready meal like it was always freshly cooked so she kind of taught me how to cook like in that essence that I could look after myself and it didn't cost much mm-hmm. um but when you go to like it's not the same for all dance schools but in the environment I was in it was very like one of the teachers hated me because I was skinny and she used to pick on me mm-hmm. so much um because I didn't because I had better abs than the other girls and uh-huh. that, I've I've genetically got abs like for the amount I eat I mm-hmm. should not have them <laughs> and I will hold my hands up to anyone and be like I didn't earn this like it shouldn't be there uh-huh. um so um I guess probably growing up I wasn't that bad with food at school like I, my mum used to make my lunch every day so I used to take my food with me and I'd come home and then she'd give me like we used to have a snack when we got home from school mm-hmm. um and then, yeah, she'd give me dinner. But it wasn't until I went to university where I was just constantly around people that would, like, pick at food or they talk about things like, oh, if you eat that, you're going to get fat. Mm. And there was one girl who I remember that used to drink, like, um, they weren't protein shakes. They were, like, meal replacement shakes. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know at that time what meal replacement shakes were. She was just, she used to come in every morning, have one, dance for four hours have another one and then but she was losing weight really quickly and I was like oh my god this girl's got really skinny how's she done this mm-hmm. without me like putting two and two together that she definitely just wasn't eating so I was like oh hold on a second if I eat less maybe I'll look like that oh. but I was mm-hmm. I was already the skinniest one but to me standing in a mirror every single day for eight hours mm-hmm. you stop picking at yourself like mm-hmm. I I still do it now sometimes it's like a bad habit of like pinching my skin mm-hmm. like I'll stand there and like pinch myself and I'm like I've said to my friends before like do you think I've got fat and they're like what are you talking about and mm-hmm. I'm like look but I'll like pinch it and there'll be nothing there mm-hmm. um so I guess from that point of view it was just from like watching how other people around me ate in mm-hmm. that environment um, yeah. And then when I moved to Paris, I was like out of control. Like I didn't know how to cook properly. So I used to eat everything that I could see, like mm-hmm. everything at all. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like I had so much energy and I couldn't figure out why I had so much energy. And now I've like learned about it. I'm like, well, you were trying to put your body through a lot of stress eating mm-hmm. one kick out a day. Mm-hmm. Like what I'd even get home sometimes and just wouldn't eat dinner. So I'd probably eat about 200, 300 calories a day some mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. That's um, crazy. Like I was, I never made myself like ill, mm-hmm. but mentally in my head, it was like a battle that like, you know, when you get hungry and you get the shakes, mm-hmm. I was like, if I get the shakes, I've done well because it means I'm, I'm burning my calories. Mm-hmm. And, like, it kind of becomes, like, a game in your brain Mm -hmm. to eat less. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was never, like, anorexic or anything, but I'm surprised I didn't get that far, to be honest. Like, if I hadn't got that job in Paris, it probably would have carried on. 
It's interesting, though, um, how I talk about this even in any discipline I've been involved in. Like, I grew up playing sports, um, and now I, you know, I do weightlifting. And nutrition in general isn't talked about much. And when it is, it's like, yeah, just eat as little as you can. It's not like yeah. it like it's never it, like we never talk about fueling ourselves. It's always just yeah, just as little as you can. I don't know. It's, it's 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 really unfortunate and and I hear you talking about dance which adds which um adds the element of um you know, in weightlifting, no one gives a shit what we look like. Um but you know, in dance or another, you know, athletic discipline like that, which obviously dance is an athletic discipline. Who the fuck is teaching these super young kids about, hey, when you're, you know, dancing for eight hours a day, make sure you eat a healthy dinner, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. It, it's really sad. But it's sad because that's like the environment you're brought up in. Like I remember walking past where I used to go, um, like to school, I was walking past and the, the Royal Ballet was like next to it. Mm-hmm. And I remember those girls just used to sit there and look so unhappy because they must be hungry. Like, that sounds bad, but mm-hmm. we're all, like, walking past <sighs> eating, like, cakes and stuff. Yeah. And they're just not eating. And, yeah. like, I, I feel like it's kind of... It's talked a bit more about now, about, like, calories and protein. and mm-hmm. But this is only, like, four, five years ago... For sure. ...that no one had any kind of education on what was what was good food and what was bad food, like... That girl that was drinking meal replacement shakes, she must have got that from somewhere. Right. Yeah. I don't know where she got it from, but I we had teachers that would never make a comment on stuff like that. Like, you would expect as a college that's teaching students about dance and fitness, mm-hmm. they'd give you some kind of, mm, well, I don't know what the word is, but direction? some kind of, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, direction as to what you should be eating and how you should be training for performance because especially as when I went to Paris and I I I didn't get fat but I put on a lot of weight Mm -hmm. I still had abs this is what I mean I still had abs even though I was a lot bigger because of my genetics Mm -hmm. but I was way bigger than I was when I left and I remember coming home and my mum was like "Car, you 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 look good and I was like no I've got fat I know I have but I was enjoying eating like I've never enjoyed food like that before yeah um and then I guess from there, I kind of joined the gym. And I was one of those people when I first went to the gym. Mm-hmm. Everyone's seen them. They get, they go in, they mm-hmm. walk on the treadmill for 10 minutes, mm-hmm. and then they leave. Yeah. Because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. Like, I think about it now, and I'm like, what a waste of money. I was paying a gym membership to walk on a treadmill twice a week. Like, I could have just walked outside. Yeah. Um, so then from there, I was like, I want to become a PT, and I want to help people mm-hmm. who didn't who wouldn't feel like I did. So then I ended up, well, then I ended up in Ibiza for that season. So I didn't really, I didn't do anything with a PT course at all until the year after that. Because I just was like, I'm in Ibiza, I want to have fun. I don't want to, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to train like nothing. I just want to eat a bit less. So then in Ibiza, it became a bit of a game again with myself to stop eating as much as I was. Um, And then... I've forgotten what the actual question was in the beginning. Uh, but I just feel like mm, there isn't enough. That it isn't spoken about enough for younger girls. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like it's, when I'm when I'm when I'm hearing you talk about this, I'm thinking about. So the other day I was at work and um, someone said something like, I don't remember. They made a comment about how wouldn't it be nice to be skinny and to be able to eat a cookie or I don't know something like that. And when you're sitting here talking about how you never really felt like you could enjoy a meal until what you're twenty, twenty one. Yeah. Like that's actually so insane to me that you were so um, obsessed with dance and obsessed with an aesthetic that you weren't probably weren't even conscious that you were obsessed with it just because it was you were thinking about it from so young exactly that you couldn't even enjoy a meal like I was that's insane. I was so obsessed with staying looking how I looked mm-hmm. that I wasn't bothered about my health like I wasn't bothered about what it was doing to me. But at the same time, I didn't know what it was doing to me because no one had ever taught me. Yeah. No one had ever told me it was a bad thing. So I just kind of right. carried on. Right. So that makes sense to me where you're like, damn, someone needs to talk to these girls. <laughs> someone, yeah, exactly. Someone it, needs to tell it them. It upsets me that I see girls that are like, girls that are drinking all these shakes and taking fat burners and yeah. taking the gummy bear hair, whatever, whatever that is. Um, and I'm like, you don't need to do all that stuff. And like... Now it's got to the point where I'm a, a bit more, I'm still way, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm still way off learning anything about that, but mm-hmm. I'm more aware of calories and what I need to eat to be able to perform. Like, especially out in Bali, like if I'm training for twice a day for 90 minutes, if I'm going to eat one meal, I'll be on the floor dead. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, even, even eating three meals here, you feel hungry. Yeah. And it's hot. And I think... Ugh. Yeah. It's, it's it's hot like you're so dehydrated all the time mm-hmm. but yeah there's just not enough educate there's not enough education around it that's the problem yeah and um i that kind of, when i look at someone like you that's really trying to build a name for her herself on instagram and build your business kind of because instagram is such a amazing place for that now to grow a following, to grow a business, to grow a personal brand, it yeah. must feel like you're in a constant battle of um, this other world of 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 shakes and um, and all that, and trying to get everyone's attention without sounding like you know, because it's it's like you're the minority of the opinion, you know, and everyone yeah. wants a quick fix. Everyone wants. You know, and that's, you know, telling someone you can take a detox tea for seven days or you can, you know, drink, drink a shake for one meal a day. That's sexy. Like, that sounds nice. And you're just over here being like, I can help you. (laughs) People are more bothered about, I've really noticed this, about spending less money and it being a quick fix. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, cool, that's fine. But you're going to end up spending more money because you're going to have to then hire someone to undo the mistakes that you've now made. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, I had an email from a woman the other day that was like, 30 pounds a week is really expensive for your PT. And I was like, okay, yeah, I do get it. It's it's expensive, but 30 pounds is what you pay for a gym membership a month. You can, like, I can help you at home. Like, if you don't feel comfortable in a gym, I can train you in your house. Mm -hmm. And, like, little things like that. And they're like, oh, but maybe I'll buy some detox tea and try that. I'm like, Mm -hmm. cool. Detox teas are actually more expensive. So you mm-hmm. want to spend your money on that. And then you're still going to come back to me and be like, can you help me? Mm-hmm. But the, the problem I have is because my following, like I'm trying to grow my following, but because it's not like it's growing quite quick, but it's not massive yet. 
Mm-hmm. So you're battling with people that have got a several hundred thousand followers. Yep. And are selling shit because they because they don't know any better. Like there's girls that I see on Instagram that I don't know personally, but I know of. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them are like selling workout guys, and they're not even a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Or just because they've got loads of followers, and someone might have said to them, "Oh, you work out. Do you want to make a guide?" Mm-hmm. Like. I feel like the lines as well in fitness have become very blurred on what's okay and what's not. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you letting someone that's been on a reality TV show sell a supplement that is bullshit? That's mm-hmm. like me selling fat burners and being like, oh, they're good for you. Use 10% off. Like, yeah, it doesn't work like that. But mm-hmm. because there's no actual, like, policing, if that's the right word to use, mm-hmm. in the industry because of that, that's damaging for the younger girls that are coming up. So I'm trying to get like, not a younger audience, but like girls that are like a bit like maybe like 19 to 23 mm-hmm. that are like following because they want to follow because they want to learn about what they should actually be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've got like parents who show their kids my stuff, mm-hmm. which when I get messages, like I showed my daughter your video, I'm like, yay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so hard when you've got such a small following to like, get your messages crossed and Mm -hmm. also I don't want to be rude Mm -hmm. like I don't want to turn around and like effectively shit on an idea that someone else has had and to be in an industry where there are so so many things that are very similar I don't want to release like a workout guide or get Mm -hmm. fit in 12 weeks plan and stuff like that because everyone does it Mm -hmm. so you know when you're like I want to do something different so when I started competing um I started competing after I'd bitten when I was in my, with my ex-boyfriend. So I was in like a very unhappy relationship and I was using the gym as like a therapy, if that's the right word. Mm-hmm. Um, so I lost probably nearly 11 kilos, but in the oh, photos, shit. I don't look that different. But the point I'm trying to make is yeah, the weight did move, but I look a lot better in the second picture because I was mentally so much more happy. Mm-hmm. because I wasn't then you at the end of it I wasn't using the gym as like I'm going there to not sit with him and have dinner or I'm mm-hmm. not going to the gym to get away from him for an hour I'm going to the gym because I enjoy it mm-hmm. and I feel like especially now on Instagram people are like seeing these workouts and they're like oh I'll try that and I'm like mm-hmm. what are you doing and that's kind of where in in the world of Instagram, I think it's really cool because you have an opportunity to because you know you I'm I'm sure I don't know if you've ever heard it, but people always say it's all about who you know because like yeah you know someone that knows someone it's like you're gonna work off referral you're gonna work off of well they trust them and you kind of build this personal brand for yourself whether you're on Instagram or not like. Like sometimes that that phrase personal brand, people are like, ooh, sounds like an Instagram influencer. But but we yeah. all have a personal brand, whether you have whether you um use that brand on social media or not. But what's yeah. great about Instagram is you have the the ability to create a personal brand where people can will want to work with you. Cause I think what's really great about you and following your content on Instagram is you're very authentic. Like you're, I don't ever see shit where I'm like, uh, okay, Felicity, that doesn't seem super real. And you know, you talk about bad days and you talk about weight fluctuations and times when you're bloated and and things like that. So I would hope that that, um, transparency would 
over time, as you're following growth, people will be like, man, she seems like super honest person. I'd like to work with her as opposed to here, work with me because I'm honest. I think it kind of works the other way around. Yeah. I mean, people don't really buy into a product like they buy into you as a person, mm-hmm. which I feel like is so much more like if I was to get a new client and I'd be like, what are your three, three, like, no, hold on. I'm like, what are your three main goals? Mm-hmm. And they're like, I want to be skinny. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. hold on a second. I'm like, why do you want to be skinny? Are you a model? They go, no. I'm like, cool. Do you want to get, do you want to lose weight? Because it will be good for your health. They're like, yes. I'm like, there you go. That's a good goal to have. Mm-hmm. Or like, I, they're like, I want to run around with my kids in the summer. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So you're using your kids as your motivation rather than people just seeing things online and they're like I wouldn't like that girl I'm like you will never look like that girl ever Mm -hmm. because it's not your genetic makeup yeah dude I was just talking the other day um because right now I'm like pretty heavy like if I get on the scale I'm like heavier than uh I have been in in the past two years which doesn't really bother me too much and unless I get on the scale and I'm like I don't like that um yeah But I was talking the other day with my roommate and was it about four years ago was when I decided to like get in shape and I had gained a bunch of weight when I turned 21, all this stuff. Um, And I, uh, I was down to, I forget kilos, but I was down to like 135 pounds, Um, which I'm five, seven. So that's pretty, pretty thin for me. And I'm, I'm I'm pretty athletically, like I'm just uh, I'm not like I'm not you're built you're built like an athlete yeah, you're built I'm like a built like, to not, I'm not built to be in the 130s um and yeah. I w- and my roommate said something she's like oh I remember you I, all I remember is you being really skinny and like when, and right now I'm 165 pounds so I'm a whole 30 pounds heavier than I was then and I remember yeah. even then being like uh feel like I could lose a couple more pounds and I genetically like you're gen- you genetically have abs i genetically do not like i get abs like on the top part or whatever but like, yeah, like lo- the top two lower abs i just don't they're just 138 pounds i was i was fit i was doing crossfit i was i was working out 6 days a week they just not there like it's just not in the cards for me yeah um and that's not something i ever learned until following people like you when i was like oh so I'm never going to get there. Cool. That's nice to know. Like, I don't even mean that in a sarcastic way. It's just kind of like just yeah. knowing that it's okay. Like I'm, I'm healthy. I'm fit. I'm, you know, I'm super capable. Like I'm, I have an able body to do everything I want to do. Um, yeah. you know, like you're talking about moms wanting to run around with their kids. I'm like, I, and, and my workout complements my drinking at times, you know, like I can go work out and then kind of eat more or whatever because yeah i'm kind of that way i'm like half of the half the training i do is just so i can eat more because uh you know (laughs) but you know that and that's true though is like i i literally did not realize that until probably about six or seven months ago when i was like i'm it's just not in the cards for me like i'm just not one of those people that's gonna have lower abs and that's that's okay well i think so many people forget all the things that their body can do like there's people that don't have legs and yeah. you're moaning about that you don't want to, like, when people are like, oh, I don't want to walk, it's far. And I'm like, but there's people out there that can't walk. Yeah. And that's not their choice. Like, some people are born like that, whether you've been in, like, a car accident or things like that. And I think people are so, their mindset is so, like, I want to be thin. I'm like, but what about all the other things that your body does every day mm-hmm. without even thinking about it? Like, mm-hmm. when was the last time you thought about having to breathe? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, 
people are so focused on wanting to look like something they don't think about all the other things that your body does without you even realizing like you sleep you're asleep for like what seven eight hours a night you have Mm -hmm. no idea what happens to you but your body like fixes itself while you're asleep like Mm -hmm. that's cool and i think especially when you get to like so when i was last in bali in march i was 13 kilos heavier than i am now yeah and i wasn't I wasn't big then, but I felt heavy. And that's when I was competing. So for competing to be that heavy, I remember the coach I had at the time was like, you're too heavy. And I was like, I know I'm heavy. Like, but at that point I didn't understand that I could just eat less and move a bit more, which is like the basics of fat loss. I just started like, it's fine. I can still eat this. I'll just go to the gym for an extra 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that was the turning point for me of being like, I really want to help people because I don't want people to think like how I was in Bali last time to be like, oh, I can't go out and do that. I can't go out and have a drink. I can't go out and just even have like a cocktail because I was so worried that that was going to make me fat when it wasn't that that was making me fat. It was all the other stuff I was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think people get so into like, oh, I want to be like that fitness Instagram model, but they're photoshopping their photos. You're never going to look like that anyway. Mm-hmm. Like the photo I did the other day when um, I asked Jess to photoshop me, she was like, but there's not much I can do with it. I'm like, that's the point I'm trying to make. I want, I want you to cut like half my leg off and make it unrealistic. Mm-hmm. So people are like aspiring to be like the photoshop person, mm-hmm. not the real person. And I'm not saying someone could get, you, you people won't look like me at like, is aesthetically the right word yeah because that's just how I'm built to look like Mm -hmm. I'm built to I'm kind of built like an athlete Mm -hmm. but not like a a lot of people think I play tennis apparently I'm built like a tennis player (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how that works but like (laughs) from from my body I -hmm. get what I need to get out of it like I train a lot Mm -hmm. which is why I look like I do Mm -hmm. if I didn't train I would I might do an experiment near the end Mm -hmm. of the year and be like I'm not going to train for six months and let's see what happens Mm mm-hmm um, I, I also think it's really cool though that um, I think people you have a lot of people on Instagram in the fitness world that grow their following because they look they look great and so you want to follow yeah. someone in the fitness and it looks great and which you, you do look great but you're very honest about it you're like hey I'm genetically blessed like sh- under no circumstances should you try and look like me or try and look like anyone else you know you shouldn't like i just think it's but that's kind of what's wrong with like society today is that they get so focused on looking like someone else some people were like i want to look like you and i'm like you look better than me why do you why are you comparing yourself to me like yeah that's like if you started comparing yourself to me you can fucking lift more than i can even squat (laughs) i mean (laughs) like you can lift above your head i don't even know how much that Mm -hmm. is in kilos Mm -hmm. but I could not train like you because Mm -hmm. I'm not built like that and I don't train like that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I love watching people do that, but I wouldn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, you know, I had a weird thought today, somewhat off topic, but um, I heard someone say something like, no one else's success is at your expense. Um, whatever people... Oh, ha- I saw that. It was like a quote, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like, you know, kind of like whatever whatever good things other people have going on is there's like plenty of market for all of us, whether that's in the, um, you know, in the, in the world of dating or in the world, you know, it's not always market as in like business. Yeah. Like, um, 
And the, I feel like, yeah, when, when people you, don't. When you Sorry, said Karen. that just now, how you like being able to talk to someone else about like, oh, that's cool that you're into weightlifting or whatever. Um, I, obviously, I love networking with other weightlifters and, and being interested. But when I talk to someone who's into, you know, you're talking about Muay Thai and all these things that you're interested in, like, I'm not sitting here being like, oh, damn, Felicity's way cooler than me. I'm just thinking like, damn, that's cool. It just ends at that because I'm super okay with, I love weightlifting and I'm just cool with that. If that, that makes sense. Exactly. But that's what you do. But if you started bodybuilding, I'd be like, why are you doing that? You're so good at weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Like, but then I think that you were doing it because you were trying to look like someone else. So when I started competing, mm-hmm. it was because I kept seeing all these girls that were like all tanned. They all had these really good abs. Like they all had this like bouncy hair and all these sparkly bikinis and stuff. And I was like, I want to look like that. Mm-hmm. And then I started yeah. doing it and realized the process wasn't as easy as it kind of meets the eye. Yeah. And I was, do- I, the, the last two I did, I was doing for the sake of doing it, not because I was enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And I think pe- other people share photos of competitions and they're like, oh my God, another competition. I'm having such a good time. And in my head, I'm like, are you genuinely happy? Because not one person I've met is enjoying that last bit of a prep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah um and and i don't i mean i don't know i've never done any bodybuilding but it must feel so weird to because when you put looks into it like okay i can go to weight weightlifting me and there could be another girl that's way stronger than me but it, i'm just like damn she's put in some fucking work yeah. and it's just kind of like that's the end of it and i don't feel this like competition with her in like a primal sense but in a bodybuilding do you, did you ever feel that like almost like you didn't like a girl just because but like not actually not like her but like kind of <laughs> oh 100 percent. Like i'm sure there that's girls, hard to avoid there was girls i'd look at and be like fuck their physique is amazing but then sometimes i'd look at them and be like you've worked a lot harder than i have like some mm. of them you like uh, so like a few weeks before they release a list of everyone's name that's in your category and like there's people that are like, I don't look at Instagram. I don't check them. I'm like, fuck off. You, why are you lying? You do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'd scroll through people's pages and be like, oh my God, she looks so good. And then you kind of start stressing in your head that maybe you won't look as good as the other people. Yeah. Um, but then it got to the point where I'd stand at shows and be like, I don't want this as much as that girl. Mm-hmm. But then I'd start hating on people because it's quite, um, yeah. it's quite pop, pop, mm, there's a lot of politics around competing. Mm-hmm. Like you'll kind of know who's going to win before you've even got on stage because of their, some people might have loads of followers. They'll win because if they win, they'll promote the competition with what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like little things like that. And it kind of got to the point where I was like hating girls that they, they might've been nice girls, but I wouldn't know because I wouldn't yeah. talk to them because I was worried that they were going to win over me and I wouldn't want to be friends with them. And that's not, that's not how I am as a person. Like if someone wins something, I'm like happy for them because they deserve it because maybe they did work harder. But that kind of environment puts Mm. you in a situation where you're like, Oh, I should have won. Like I cried at my last one (laughs) because I got, because I got a trophy because I was fourth and I wasn't first. Yeah. Like I was crying over a plastic trophy. Mm -hmm. Like how is that? Okay. And I think as bodybuilding and like bikini competitions have got a lot bigger in the past few years, there's a lot more girls aspiring to be a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. but as in 
when you do bodybuilding, it's like physique. Mm. I look at them women and I'm like, fuck, you look good. Like, you look strong. You look healthy. But the bikini girls, I'm like, you look like you need a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Like, people, yeah. people must have thought that about me at some point. But I yeah. never, the lightest I ever got on stage, I was 59 kilos. And mm. right now, I'm 57. So I'm lighter than I've ever been. And all I've done is relaxed and enjoyed my life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's so simple if you don't think about it. Mm-hmm. Like people way try to overcomplicate stuff. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, what's my macro split? I'm like, oh, shut up and just eat less. Yeah. Well, it's funny because you. Uh, um, I, I had thought about t- asking you about kind of the, um, the, maybe a battle you feel. when You just mentioning how bodybuilding has gotten... Um, bigger i think part of that is because of instagram and yeah, uh, 100%. and like fitness in general has gotten bigger i think from from largely from instagram and part of that women's fitness which on one hand i'm like fuck yeah that's cool that we don't have to be like birds anymore and no one's expecting yeah. us to look like you know, the 1980 cocaine legs, like that's, that's cool. (laughs) But on the other hand, it, it, I think it has raised this, um, yeah, these unrealistic expectations. And like you're talking about, you can take someone who genetically looks well, someone who trains seven days a week, someone who has their entire diet on point, someone who's on steroids and say, Hey, and they ask them to sell a supplement, ask them to sell whatever. And then people are like, Oh, okay. All I need is, uh, this weight, this, uh, this replacement shake. And yeah. then I'm going to look like that. And it's like, I, it's so easy. I think now, cause I know so much more about it than, you know, through what I've learned through weightlifting and all that stuff. But yeah. it's so easy to be like, wow, are you an idiot? But like people just don't know and they're just going to, yeah, whatever they but see then on TV. I, wonder, I always wonder how much they're getting paid for stuff like that. Like, yeah, Yay, buy my protein powder. I'm mm. like, shut up. It's the same as every other protein powder. It's just, you're getting money for it. God. And especially in probably the last year, there are a lot more random supplement companies that are just creeping up out of nowhere. And, like, I get DMs all the time that are like, oh, we'd love to sponsor you. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't need a sponsor. Mm -hmm. I don't personally use protein powder. Mm -hmm. So why would I want to be like, buy my protein when I don't even take it? Because Mm -hmm. then that kind of defeats the point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then you're just lying. And that's what's great about you. That's that's what I adore about you is you're not going to lie. And that is all over the spectrum as far as like you've posted things like I'm having a shitty day. Fuck off. (laughs) Literally when we, when sometimes, you know, sometimes when you don't like you do a lot of stories, right? So if you have a day when you don't do that many, do people message you? Yeah. They're like, are you okay? (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, sometimes if I have nothing interesting to say or like nothing funny, I'm not going to post something just for the sake of it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I don't do a post or I don't do this. And people message me like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, sometimes I'm actually just busy. Like if I've got, like if I had like new clients sign up, I'm doing their plans, like, Mm -hmm. or if I'm at home or like when I was on the flight to Bali, I was in the air for like 11 hours. Obviously I wasn't going to do a story. Like I have no internet. Uh But I think people as well assume that like if I do 10 stories, that's like, no, wait, if I do six stories, that's a minute of mm-hmm. my day. Yeah. All those other times that I've been awake, I've been busy, I've been doing things, I've been chatting to people, I've been eating, I've been having a nap. Like yeah. 
yeah people forget that you have a life outside of the internet yeah and like I think sometimes people try and live that this sounds really bad but like live their life through you you know what's funny yeah you know what's funny is sometimes I find (laughs) sometimes I find myself trying to explain on the internet that I have a life outside of the internet and I'm like ah I don't know this is a weird paradigm (laughs) or I'm like ah should I but then sometimes I say something in my story and the stuff I never think is going to be funny is what I get most replies about oh my god me too and I'm like, hold on a second. How was that amusing? <laughs> like, but things I'm saying sometimes really make me laugh. There was mm-hmm. one that happened the other day and I can't even remember what it was about. And I got so many replies and I was like, it was about, there was a massive lizard on the wall. Oh, and yeah. I was like, it's like, it's like a dragon or something that I said. And everyone was just like, that's Actually, really funny. And I was that like, was funny. <laughs> yeah, but to me, it was just like, you just chatting. I would have put yeah. other things I'd said that were like above funnier than that. But mm-hmm. I think people are now so used to seeing it's weird when I meet someone in real life and they've seen me online and like, it doesn't really happen to me that people are like, Oh my God, can I get a photo? But like mm-hmm. occasionally someone will come up to me and be like, Oh, I've seen your Instagram. And in my head, I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then they, they're like, Oh, you're exactly how you are online. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. But you, I've met some people who I followed that have like bigger followings and they're nothing like you see on the internet. Like, yeah. they don't look anything like their pictures. Mm-hmm. They're nothing like they are on their story. And mm-hmm. in my head, I'm like, I feel kind of sorry for you because you feel like you have to be someone else mm-hmm. for your Instagram. But mm-hmm. why Why do people want to buy off you, buy into your business, follow you? If all you're posting is Photoshop photos, you're posting pictures that aren't things you do on a day-to-day basis. Like, you're posting about cellulite, but all your Photoshop's just... uh, all your photos are photoshopping out your cellulite so you're doing a post talking about it but you're not showing people that you like you're a normal person Mm -hmm. everyone has it like I have it it's just not that obvious when I have a tan Mm -hmm. like so I'm not about to go and do loads of photos and being like oh look at my bum I've got cellulite because you can't actually see it right now but it is there do you know what I mean yeah I have it too and I did a silly dancing video on Instagram and I was like oh I got a little bit and I was like fuck it Here's my cellulite. You know when you're like, sometimes I'm like, let's wait for people to point it out. I'm like, come yeah. on, give me a best shot. What are you, what are you coming at me with now? But I think yeah. people have, people don't really, like I get a few messages of like people hating, mm-hmm. but I don't get that many because I don't really give people something to hate on me about because mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I get bloated. So do you. Why are you making a big deal about it? Yes. Yeah. I did a story when I was in Australia last year and at that point I only had like a thousand followers mm-hmm. and I remember someone sending me an inbox like, are you pregnant? And I was like, I was like, no, I'm really bloated. Why? Like, why does it, why does it bother you? Like, if it's not bothering me right now, why are you bothered about what I'm doing with Mm -hmm. my life? Yeah. Um, But yeah. So um, if someone were to, if anyone listening were to work with you, what would that look like? What what would your, what would working with Felicity work look like? You get animal memes from me nearly every day. <laughs> a funny meme. Most of my clients have got Selling animals point. and I just find it so funny just uh-huh. to send them me. I don't, normally I'm, they're probably opening them thinking, what the fuck do I pay you for? <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I can be funny sometimes. <laughs> but no, so people like, so people sign up and then they get my WhatsApp. So it's basically like how I chat to you, but they chat, they become like my friends rather than my clients because I feel like, if you get to know someone on a one-to-one basis, they'll relate to you a lot more. And if they've got a problem or if they're having a bad day or if they feel like they want to eat something that they're like, oh, shit, I'll go over my calories. 
it's mm-hmm. way easier for them to just send me a WhatsApp and be like, I'm having a bad day yeah. rather than having to wait for, so, like email someone, then wait for someone to email back yeah. or stuff like that. So mm-hmm. you do that and then I get their workout plan to them as quick as I can. Normally it's within, within a day, but sometimes I have to ask some questions and they won't reply straight away or mm-hmm. they're busy or they have to check something or little things like that. But so they get a workout plan and then I've made the, like I've got a template and stuff. So, I do everyone's plans individually. So I'll be like, do you hate an exercise? Like if they don't want to do press-ups, I'm not going to write them like 40 Mm press-ups because that's not, I want people to have fun at the same time Mm -hmm. as being able to train. Um, So then they get all that stuff and then every exercise, if they have a question on it, I either send them a link to YouTube because sometimes you find videos that explain stuff so well and I'm like, wow, even I just learned what that is YouTube is amazing. So, like, for me to explain an RDL, I feel like I can explain it, but face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Like, in a video, I just sound like there's something wrong with me. <laughs> so, I'm like, I, I'm like, what's this link for me? It's yeah. way easier. Uh-huh. Um, so, they do that, and then basically, just, we keep in touch, like, pretty much I'll send a message once a day just to mm-hmm. check they're okay and, like, mm-hmm. what's going on, if they're having a bad day, or maybe mm-hmm. something funny happened to them, mm-hmm. or... Um, and then we do weekly or bi-weekly check-ins, depending. Some people, like, people have busy lives. Some people don't have time to take a photo in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, send me a picture when you can. It's up to you. They send mm-hmm. me screenshots every night of their calories and their steps. Mm-hmm. So we can, like, it, like, keeps you accountable. So if, like, I was to say to you, what did you eat today? And you, like, I mean, they're not going to lie to me about it because I'll find out. And, yeah. like, if I said to you, screenshot me your calories, I'm sure throughout the day you'd be way more focused on how much you were counting mm-hmm. because you'd be like, shit, at the end of the day, I've got to send her a screenshot. Oh, for sure. Rather than just, rather than just eating and eating, mm-hmm. maybe logging it a tiny bit, but not mm-hmm. really paying attention to what you're logging and then being like, ah, shit, I don't want to send her a screenshot because she'll tell mm-hmm. me off for going over. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not the devil. If someone goes over, I'm not like, what are no. you doing? But no. I mean, the other day, someone went over two calories and I was like, it's two calories. Don't even stress about it. Yeah. But yeah. she still had that, in her mind, she was like, I need to be accountable. Yeah. So basically the whole, the whole point of like one-to-one PT is I could sit here and put a picture of myself on a template of a, of a PDF and be like, get abs like me in six days mm-hmm. and write an ab workout plan and sell it to someone. Yeah. Like that's not me because that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Like you, <laughs> do you want my genetics? Do you want to buy my genetics as mm-hmm. well as the plan? Like, mm-hmm. People that do that, I'm like, you know nothing about your job. Right. So you're um, basically selling a program, accountability, yeah. empathy, it's like and a friendship. One to one, and animal memes, Pretty no? much, yeah. <laughs> and, and animal memes. Or, you know, like the occasional just funny memes about random stuff. Yeah. Or even if I see something that I feel like someone will like, mm-hmm. I'm like, that might make their day. What if they're having like a bad hour and I'm like, here you go, have a meme. And they think it's funny. Yeah. Like, I care about them as like people. Mm-hmm. rather than just like another number so you might buy like a template mm-hmm. of someone and then you'll be like oh okay is that it and that's uh, that is so the difference between buying a template buying a meal plan for anyone who is listening and thinks oh it's easier to buy a meal plan it's easier to buy a template well number one you're it sounds like you're setting them up for long-term success and hey we can work with felicity for three months six months and then you'll be on your way and you'll know what you need to do there won't be exactly. any return like if people leave and they're like, I feel like I know enough now. I'm not, I don't even feel bad that I'm losing their money. Yeah, like I did I'm my like, job. I've done my, I've done my job because mm-hmm. they don't need my help anymore. Mm-hmm. And like, 
I get so happy when someone sends me a screenshot of their like their weigh-in or they're like, Aww. oh my God, I've lost two kilos this week. And I'm like, fantastic. I'm like, because you did it. I didn't do anything other than sit here and make sure you were doing it. Like you did that work yourself. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like people, people wait over to complicate stuff. They're like, oh my God, I can't eat a biscuit because I'm going to put on weight. I'm like, yeah. it's your calories. Like mm-hmm. cakes don't make you fat. The calories do. Mm-hmm. But again, I feel like that's such a thing that's been broadcast quite a lot on social media that bad food's been like demonized, like dark chocolate's good for you. Don't eat like milk chocolate, but the calories aren't that different. It's just different, whatever it, macronutrient, whatever the word is. But even then, like, why are you trying to call rice cauliflower rice? Like just eat the rice and eat a bit less of something else. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah. So if... um do you have you have a website, right? What is your website? Yeah. www.felicityrosina.com. It has a nice ring to it. I know. It sounds cool, doesn't it? People mm-hmm. you know it's really funny as well. Mm-hmm. Rosina is actually my middle name. Mm-hmm. And um, I did a screenshot the other day on my story and I have my actual surname in there. And I went on Facebook and the amount of friend requests I got, I was like, imagine if your actual surname was on Instagram. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. there is no, my Facebook is purely so my mom knows I'm still alive. Yeah. Yeah. I don't use Facebook much either. I made a Facebook for my podcast, but um, not my personal Facebook, I is pretty dead. <laughs> like, I never use it. Literally yeah. never. I think my yeah. last post would have been from like two months ago. But speaking of Instagram, what's your, it's Felicity. At, at Felicity Rosina. Okay. So um, I kept everything the same. Dude, I forget everyone's Instagram handles. I don't remember their Instagram handles. I'm really bad about that. Some people have some weird ones, and I'm, I'm just like, I know what your picture looks like. And I know. I'm, imagine <laughs> if you could search a picture. I'm like, it's a picture of their face, and the background's yeah. orange. Oh, man. Like, I kind of know who they are. I've told people in my DMs, I've been like, oh, yeah, I'll get back to you, and then I cannot I remember what their picture looked like, yeah. and then I spend so long looking through for the one picture. Because <laughs> I'm like, and then you're oh, like. Oh name. my god! Why didn't I just write down your name? Jesus, or like screenshot it or something? Like, oh my but then I lose it in my screenshots, and I'm like, oh, yeah, come on, yeah. Um, okay, well, I thought it would be fun to wrap up with twenty. I wrote down. Oh, plus my followers had a bunch of twenty-six rapid-fire questions. Go! I love so, these. Okay, you ready? Yeah. All right. Burritos or tacos? Burritos. Night in or night out? Night in. Disney or Pixar? Disney. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee or tea? Tea. Pineapple to the head or lemon in the eye? Someone wrote that one. Oh, lemon in the eye. <laughs> Damn, you're Pineapples sad. are heavy, man. I don't want brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> Zip up or hoodie? I don't know. What do you guys call it over there? Hoodie? Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Um, oh. Zip up. Uh, that's what I think too. Um, hangover cure. Um, go for a nap. Drink oh. some water. D- naps all the way, man. I'm the same way. Uh, hiccup cure. Oh, uh, get someone to make you jump. Mm-hmm. Bad mood cure. Some put some music on. Yeah, and have oh. a dance around, dude. I'm really good at that. If you force yourself to dance to music surefire way to get out of a bad mood <laughs> exactly you can't be in a bad mood if you get someone yeah um how long do you wait between hair washes uh probably twice a week so maybe every two to three days favorite smell 
I don't even know Ugh. what mine is. I don't know. Oh. Sm- fresh, fresh washing. I was just going to say that. Oh, God. Or freshly cut grass. Oh, freshly cut. Some people are allergic to that. That's weird. I know, but it smells so good. <laughs> or that smell after it's been hot and it rains. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. Um, favorite day of the week? Oh, Tuesday. Oh. I don't know why. I just like Tuesdays. <laughs> okay. Um, no internet for a month or no shower for a month? No internet. Do you floss every day? <laughs> Weird I thing. actually can't floss because I've got braces on the back of my teeth, so I can't oh. get dental floss up the back. Oh. So, no. Do you think you're a good driver? Yes. The last movie that made you cry? Uh, what did I watch? Oh, with that kid. Um, oh, I can't remember what it was called. Uh-oh. I was watching it on my story as well, and I was proper crying on my story. Oh, I remember that. What movie was that? What was that called? I don't remember. I cried it up the other day as well, so. All right. I'll add that in in post. Um, what was your first celebrity crush? David Beckham. Oh, such a good one. <laughs> <laughs> the last song you downloaded on your phone? Um, we were in a restaurant, and it's an acoustic version of One Kiss. Oh, of course it was. <laughs> um, Tune. My last one was Baby Shark. <laughs> Baby Shark. <laughs> what, a, what a good song that is. I know. Um, do you snore? No. Say a word in another language. Puta. What does that mean? Bitch in Spanish. Oh, oh that's right. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> um, fastest speed you've ever driven in your car. Probably like 110 miles an hour. I don't know what that is oh, in kilometers. Damn. Uh, I got I got a brand new Audi. I had to test it out. Oh, that's right. That's right. Have you ever peed yourself as an adult? Yes. Me too. <laughs> Actually, yeah, me too. A full pee too. It was a when full you like, when you, Sometimes you just laugh too much and it mm-hmm. just comes out. Like, I'm yeah. not even sorry. It happens to yeah. everyone. Yeah. Favorite place you've traveled? Um, Bali. Uh, I knew the answer to that one. What is your favorite insult? Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I feel like when the, the, the stupid ones, when someone's like, oh, you look like my left toe. <laughs> oh, those something. ones are so good. Because they're like not even offensive. Yeah. But the person is looking at you like, what? By some reason, they always seem so fitting. You're like, yeah, actually, you do. <laughs> actually, you look like my thumb. Leave me alone. <laughs> like, one of yeah. them. Um, what time do you do you usually wake up? 6.30 a.m. Really? Early rising? Yeah, love an early morning. Um, and the last one is, what do you need to be happy? Which is like, I don't know about how quick fire that is. But. What do I need to be happy? Um, good people around me. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a bit of sunlight helps. Yeah. And um, I feel like not not having like negative people in your life which kind of is the good people around you but mm-hmm. I feel like I got happier when I started just enjoying myself and like relaxing a bit like mm-hmm. you don't you don't need all the what's the word um like you don't need stuff to be happy like things people and experiences will make you happy not like expensive handbags yeah yeah damn isn't that the truth this uh, good people and son man because I'm a social butterfly so um Good people and sun. That that's super true for me. Damn. Well, this went super well. I'm actually really happy with this. Woo-hoo! Yeah, we did it. Uh, 
but even Yay. though we had some technical difficulties in the beginning. And we got some Wi-Fi in the end. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, enjoy the rest of your time in Bali. And I, uh, Thanks. Thank you for coming on. I'm really... Uh, I feel like you're... If your followers come and listen to this, they'll they'll feel like they're getting a little more of an inside look into you because it's hard to put all all this on Instagram. I get that, or at it's least hard, in, in one place. It's hard to get yourself across. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm I'm super excited about what what you're doing with um, with your business and and your outreach. So fucking hats you off. Too. And hats thanks off. for having me. Yeah, yeah. You'll come back. We'll have you back. 